Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following podcast contains dramatizations of actual events. Certain situations, dialogue, names, and locations may have been changed. Some scenes are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Twin sisters Gretchen and Gloria grew up in a hostile home. The father liked to drink. He'd lash out at them. They grew up really in a house of fear. Through adversity, they formed an unbreakable bond. It was two of them against the world. Until life sent them in different directions. One girl got married, settled down, raised a family. The other one eventually ended up selling her body for money. But an unexpected pregnancy would bring Gloria and Gretchen together again. If the twins had stayed living separate lives, none of this would ever have happened. And the twins' reunion will ignite a firestorm. If evil exists, these twins certainly found it. Wolverine Lake is a quiet working class village located 35 miles from the city of Detroit. Wolverine Lake is a small community where basically you can uh, live on the lake and every day is a vacation. Very close knit, you know, Friday night football games and everybody knows everybody's business. But in the late 1980s, a horrendous crime committed by two identical twin sisters sent a shockwave through this sleepy town. Nothing unusual ever seemed to happen on Lucille Drive. 
until one morning when Bob Roberts and his wife noticed something out of the ordinary. He and his wife, they came home from shopping and they get out of the car and one spouse says to the other, there's smoke coming off the roof of that house. The fire's coming from the Franklin home. It was a horrific sight because here was a family that had lived among them for a long time. And in the Franklin home, there were three adults and four children. That was a lot of lives at stake. Roberts rushes across the street to see if he can help. He got to the front porch and he found the door ajar and essentially two noses sticking out of it. He sees identical twins, Gloria Franklin and Gretchen Graham, calmly talking to one another in hushed tones as the house burns. He could hear the two sisters in the home having a normal conversation. And he yelled to him, your house is on fire, you gotta get out. They exited the home and the flames, you know, were billowing out in the smoke. Within minutes, a crowd of neighbors and rescue teams arrive on the scene. It was totally aflame. You get the sickest feeling in the pit of your stomach because you know there's nothing you can do. As firefighters extinguish the blaze, neighbors console the twins. When the twins emerged from the home, a neighbor took them across the street to comfort them and to help them calm down. But what neighbors don't yet realize is that the fire was meant to cover a far worse crime. And when revealed, the truth will tear this small community apart. The story became a national sensation because of the brutality of it. Nobody could comprehend that anybody could do something like that. Identical twins Gloria and Gretchen were born into a comfortable home in Union Lake, Michigan. The twins were born on October 1st, 1952, to Kenneth and Jolaine Bluefair. Dad was a businessman and mom stayed home as a housewife. Pretty much the same story could have been told up and down every block of their neighborhood. But behind closed doors lurked a dark secret. The father liked to drink. He would come back really, really drunk at night, and the girls would try and avoid him, but when they couldn't, he'd lash out at them. Go! Get upstairs! Go! And when he did, he'd send them to the room. And I don't want to hear a peep out of either one of you. This drew the two girls together. It was like both of them against their father. From an early age, it was Gloria who stepped between her father and her more submissive twin, Gretchen. Right from the beginning, you know, dealing with their drunken father, Gloria was the stronger twin, really, and she became Gretchen's protector. Hope it'll be okay, Gretchen. And Gretchen was really very reliant on her sister Gloria for everything. Sadly, life at school was no better for the twin sisters. Both girls had very low IQs. They were kind of overweight and dumpy, and they were picked on a lot. Without an ally at home or at school, the twins had no one to rely on but each other. Gloria would always come to Gretchen's aid. 
It was two of them against the world. But over time, the sisters would find their own distinct voices and vices. As they became teenagers, they developed very different personalities. Gloria was the good girl that stayed at home and looked after the house with her mother. Where Gretchen kind of ran wild, and she would try anything, really. After high school, Gloria chose a traditional path in life. Gloria married an auto mechanic named Donald Franklin. The couple moved to Wolverine Lake and started to raise a family. They got a nice little house and settled down roots, and they had three children. Now apart for the first time in their lives, Gretchen struggled without her identical twin by her side. Without the stabilizing influence of Gloria in her life, Gretchen was adrift. She bounced from one man to another. She took a series of menial jobs. It was a tough life for Gretchen. After failure after failure, uh, Gretchen, you know, pulled herself together and decided to get a fresh start. She decides maybe in the big city there'll be more opportunity. So she moves down to Detroit. It was a big mistake. The Detroit Gretchen encounters was not the thriving motor city it had once been. It was a pretty bleak place. High crime, a lot of poverty, no jobs for people. A hard place for a, a young woman to live. Amid this volatile terrain, Gretchen's dreams of a fresh start quickly eroded. Gretchen was going from bad to worse in the city of Detroit. I mean, at least where she was, that was not a good community for her. Within a couple of months, she'd ended up on the streets in one of the toughest areas of Detroit as a very low-class hooker. Gretchen turned tricks on the corner of Woodward and Boulevard. In addition to working the streets, Gretchen abused her body in other ways. She started uh, experimenting with drugs and uh, then pretty soon became an addict. She had no structure to her life. Gretchen would either stay in homeless shelters or she could crash down on the floor of some of her friends. But it was a rootless existence. Desperate and strung out, Gretchen knew there was only one person in the entire world who could truly give her refuge. The only secure thing was her sister Gloria, and she would call her up to get moral support. And Gloria, as they'd always done, always came to her rescue and sent her money when she could. But it was never enough. Gretchen is going down a path of self-destruction. Gloria is powerless to help. She can only look on and doesn't know of anything else she can do. And it won't be long before Gretchen and Gloria are reunited. You know, it's one of those situations that if Gretchen hadn't moved in with Gloria, this would have never happened. And once they do, twin sisters Gloria and Gretchen will sink to unthinkable lows and commit an unspeakable crime. They were partners in crime together. They felt that they could get away with the, what they had done. As children, twins Gretchen and Gloria were inseparable. But as adults, 
their lives diverged dramatically. You couldn't find two complete opposites for two twin sisters. Gloria was leading a very respectable life. Gretchen, on the other hand, was leading a dissolute life. As Gloria raises a family of five in the suburbs, Gretchen worked the streets of Detroit as a prostitute. Without her twin sister, she's really not surviving very well. Nothing was going Gretchen's way, and it only looked like it was getting worse. It's a cold Michigan morning when the phone rings at the Franklin home. Gloria got a call from her twin sister, Gretchen. I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have a baby. Wow, yes. And she couldn't believe the news. Gretchen announced that she was pregnant, but she didn't know who the father was. She thought it was probably one of her Johns. Gloria was a little troubled by this news. She didn't think Gretchen was very good at taking care of herself, so how could she take care of a baby? I'm so excited. It's just gonna change my life. Oh my gosh. Gretchen tells Gloria that she's excited about her future as a mother. Gretchen was far more idealistic about the situation. She was gonna clean up and get off drugs. She was gonna get off the streets. But this newborn would turn Gretchen's world inside out. Gretchen Graham gives birth to a bouncing baby boy. She named him Sean, and she decided that she was going to try and make a go of it and be a mother. That's pretty cool. But young Sean's appearance comes as quite a surprise. This child was a mixed-race child as, as a result of one of those her unions as a prostitute. Gretchen knew that life with Sean was now going to be filled with challenges. In the mid-'80s, in a racially conflicted city like Detroit, a single woman raising a biracial child was not an easy thing to do. It was not very socially acceptable. And the first challenge mother and son would face came from Gretchen's own family. Gretchen took a picture of him and sent it to her parents. She wanted her parents to see the new grandson. In fact, what the parents did, they took one look at it and just sent it back to her, and they did not want anything to do with Sean. It was just the first of a life of problems for Sean and Gretchen. She would look at him and remember all the mistakes she made. He was a symbol of the worst part of her whole life. And for that, she resented it. And just as twin sister Gloria predicted, Gretchen is overwhelmed by motherhood. Gretchen was pretty incompetent at just the basic things that most mothers would consider instinct. God, shut up! She just really didn't know what she was doing as a mother. Stop! She could not cope. You know, her life would have been extremely difficult based on intellectual functioning and where she was coming from with prostitute, mixed-race child that's illegitimate, doesn't know the father, have no means of support. Without her twin sister by her side, Gretchen turns to her friend, Janet. When Sean was three months old, one of Gretchen's friends took pity on her and invited her to come with her son and live in her home. The woman they lived with seemed like a genuine, uh, caring person who was really concerned about Sean and appeared to have genuine love for this little boy. Hey, hey. I'm going out. Gretchen! What? But what starts as a friendly gesture becomes an ordeal. 
There were times when Gretchen would just take off without saying where she she was going, and she'd be disappeared for two or three days at a time without ever calling in. Janet was the caretaker of that baby. She made sure he had something to eat when she was around and made sure his clothes were clean and he had a place to sleep. Gretchen, where the hell are you? Excuse me, this is your child! Gretchen was oblivious to a lot of that. Soon, Sean begins to suffer from the absence of his wayward mother. By the age of four years old, he still wasn't potty trained and he barely spoke at all. Because Gretchen never had any consistency in her upbringing of Sean, he became wild, uncontrollable, and very difficult to be around. After they'd been at Janet's house just over three years, Gretchen disappeared for a prolonged period without saying where she was. Gretchen did not come to see her son, did not call to check on him, nothing. It was like she had disappeared into thin air. In fact, Sean saw Janet as a mother. He would actually call her mum, and he would call his own mother Gretchen, Gretchen. You know you have to go to bed soon, okay? In Gretchen's absence, Janet decides she's had enough. And Janet just said, that's it, you know, I can't leave her in charge of Sean. Hi, Child Protective Services, I need your help. So she actually went to Child Protective Services and said she wanted to adopt Sean and look after him. What do you mean, Tricky? Obviously this woman doesn't know how to take care of her son. But she was told that she couldn't do that, that she'd have to return him, Sean, to his mother. Where have you been? When Gretchen finally returns, Janet informs her of the phone call to CPS and all hell breaks loose. Child Protective Services on you. What? Gretchen went berserk, started screaming and shouting. What is your problem? I can't believe you. I am a good mother. It led to a big argument, and the confrontation turned very ugly. In fact, Gretchen brought charges against Janet. That's it. We are out of here. Once again on her own, and with a small child to care for, Gretchen returns to the streets. They started staying in homeless shelters. It must have been very, very difficult for the four-year-old. I mean, suddenly he's wrenched away from his mother, Janet, who he, he saw as his mother, into the unknown. So now Gretchen is desperate, and she's alone. And she's responsible for this four-year-old boy who is troubled. And she doesn't know what to do with him. Now at the lowest she's ever been, Gretchen calls the one person she knows she can count on. Gloria. As always, Gretchen calls up her sister Gloria to tell her to bail her out and tell her what's happened, that she's sleeping in homeless shelters, but this time with her four-year-old son. Soon, Gloria is on her way to Detroit to rescue her twin sister and nephew. Gloria was very dismayed when she went into Detroit to see where Gretchen and Sean were living. It was a place where crackheads and prostitutes were on every street corner. After 15 years apart, the twin sisters are delighted to be reunited. It was a magical moment for them. They fell in each other's arms. They must have been so, so happy. And Gretchen must have been thrilled, you know, for a new life, a new beginning with Sean. 
She could not cope. I mean, Gloria helped her cope. That's why she offered her asylum in her home for her and the boy. But the joyous reunion was to be short-lived. Unfortunately, Gretchen's fantasy of a new paradise was not going to last. Living under one roof will bring out the worst in Gretchen and Gloria. It changed everything for them. I mean, it really did. It completely turned things upside down. The twin sisters will be pushed to commit unthinkable acts of adultery, abuse, Ow, mommy, and ultimately, murder. It was only a matter of time before everything blew. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Janice from Warner Brothers Discovery. Have you ever heard the expression, perfect is the enemy of good? I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to my body and health, because perfect does not exist. It's a total trap. Noom isn't into this perfection thing either. Its unique approach is tailored to each person's psychology and biology. From coaching to recipes, Noom's app provides personalized information to help you on your journey, no one else's journey. I also think it's great that Noom doesn't restrict what you can eat and it doesn't shame you for treating yourself. And treat yourself, you should. What's more, Noom's approach is grounded in science. They've even published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles about how they work. To date, Noom has helped more than 5.2 million people lose weight by helping them build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. So why not give it a try? Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Identical twins Gretchen and Gloria are reunited for the first time since childhood. Gretchen probably felt like she got out of jail. 
moving from Detroit and the oppression that she was probably living under to this nice garden community in Wolverine Lake and a traditional home. But the happy reunion will be short-lived. When Gretchen moved in with Gloria and her husband Donald, it completely turned things upside down. Beginning of August, they moved into the Franklin home. Donald Franklin was not very pleased with this arrangement. Yes, he agreed to let Gretchen and her son come into his home, but he gave them this small space. That's where we're staying. It was seven by eight feet. It was very small, basically just big enough for a bed. There's little Gretchen can do but accept her new circumstance. She realized that she, while she was living under their roof, that she had to live by their rules in their home. Don ran the house. There's no two ways about that. Gretchen subordinated herself to Gloria, and Gloria definitely subordinated herself to her husband. That was the pecking order. And the Franklin family soon discovers Gretchen's four-year-old son is a menace. He was such a trouble child. When you're raised improperly, you're going to do things you shouldn't, like play with fire, destroy things, use the yard as a toilet. Gloria warns her sister that if she wishes to stay in her home, she must get her son under control. But Sean soon does something truly destructive. Sean smashed up Don's prized model collection. Don went through the roof. What were you thinking? Do you know how much time and money and effort I put into these things and now they're trashed? Let's go. Since Gretchen yeah, can't go, control Sean, go. he's consigned to his bedroom. They put a slide lock on the entrance, so Sean was pretty well a prisoner. Sean's small bedroom has become a cage. If you can imagine being locked in a seven by eight room where the bed occupies most of it, he had no TV, no nothing. He had no stimulation whatsoever. Sean had been locked into that area for fairly lengthy periods of time uh, on a regular basis. While Sean suffers in his new home, Gretchen welcomes the opportunity to live and work with her twin sister. Gretchen was very happy with her new life. She gets a new job at the diner working alongside Gloria. And she loves the diner. She makes friends there. She loves joking with the customers. But like every good thing in Gretchen's life, it would come to an end. At some point, soon after Gretchen's arrival in the home, Donald gets amorous attentions. He starts making moves on Gretchen. As a guest in her twin sister's home, Gretchen finds herself in a bind. Gretchen, for the most part, accepted Donald's advances and, and demands for sex as the price she had to pay for having a roof over her head. Donald, on the other hand, probably assumed since she'd been a prostitute, it was no big deal to her. And so, instead of biting the hand that feeds her, Gretchen decides to kiss it. Gretchen had sexual relations with... Gloria's husband. I mean, I mean, that was not good. But such secrets are impossible to keep. Mom, I gotta talk to you about something. Okay. At some point, the older son came to Gloria complaining about Dad having 
uh, relationship with her sister. For Gloria, that was the final straw. When Gloria found out from her oldest son that uh, Gretchen was having an affair with her husband, she immediately confronted Don Franklin. I know what's going on. What's the big deal? It's... What's the big deal? But Donald She's doesn't pay sister. much mind to his wife's yeah, objections. Listen, this is the way it's going to be, right? If she's going to stay here, then I'm going to have my way, okay? And when Gloria tried to protest, he said, OK, if you don't let me carry on with Gretchen, you're both out of here. And he was going to evict them both. Gloria accepts the situation, but she's not happy with her husband or her twin. Don was of the position that his wife was accepting of the relationship, but I don't uh, get the impression that his wife was truly accepting of it. It was kind of an unusual situation there, given that there were three other children plus the young boy. The uh, sexual relations with Gretchen and the husband obviously changed the dynamic between Gloria and her own husband. One cold December afternoon, Sean heats things up at the Franklin home. Why is this not working? Sean was playing around and he found some matches and he set the curtains alight. And luckily the older Franklin kids were there to put out the fire. But when uh, Don Franklin found out, he was livid. Lighting curtains on fire, what is going on? Keep an eye on the kid, his mother's not gonna do it. Donald wasn't just angry, he was frightened. This was his home. Just what was that little boy capable of doing? So I want you, you, and you. We're going Don the immediately house. orders the family to round house. up all the matches and lighters in the house. And Gretchen decides it's time to teach Sean a lesson. Gretchen was really upset, and she told Don that she would do anything to make sure this never happened again. And as a punishment, she actually put Sean's finger under some flames just so he would feel what fire was and try and scare him off that ever happening again. But sadly, this cruel attempt at punishment is lost on the little boy. One Saturday, when Donald was away from the home, Gretchen and Gloria were sitting down watching TV. As the twin sisters remain glued to the television, Sean runs around unsupervised. He was in the kitchen pulling out drawers, messing with anything he happened to find. And in one drawer, he found a cigarette lighter. He thought it was a really great, powerful toy. So he took it back to his bedroom and he managed to hide it somewhere. Later that day, Gretchen goes looking for her lighter and makes a terrible discovery. When Gretchen realizes she's missing a lighter, she goes into a panic. She told Don, who totally uh, freaked out, and ordered the whole house to be turned upside down to find this lighter, but nobody could find it. Gretchen realizes her very existence in the Franklin home depends on her finding the lighter. She yells at him, she screams at him to give up the lighter. Where is that lighter? Sean just placed on. Little did Gretchen know, but it's only a matter of time before this tinderbox ignites. And to think that somebody could hear those screams and not answer that call for help, it's just unthinkable. The fire scene will never lie to you, but people will.
Identical twins, Gretchen Graham and Gloria Franklin, have been pushed to the brink by Gretchen's young son. Gloria and Gretchen were at a loss of what to do with Sean. And soon, these twin sisters will turn their backs on this troubled four-year-old. Exhausted from working the night shift at the diner, Gretchen passes out on the couch while Gloria deals with Sean. She puts him in his bedroom and she locks the door because she wants to take a nap too. So she joins her sister and falls asleep in front of the TV. Confined to his room, Sean plays quietly with his new toy that he's kept hidden for days. From his secret place, he pulls out the lighter. This is the forbidden thing. And he was just entranced by this magical flame that seemed to dance in front of his eyes. And he had nothing, I mean, this was the excitement in his life. Minutes later, the twins awaken to a strange smell. Something in the house is burning. They were in the house having been asleep for 20 to 30 minutes after they woke up and discovered the fire. Fire started in the walk-in closet slash bedroom that Sean and Gretchen shared. Gretchen immediately understands what's happening and rushes to the telephone. Gretchen started dialing 911, and then suddenly, while she was waiting to get put through, Gloria said to Gretchen, look, Sean's inside. What should we do about him? Sean called out, Mommy, I'm here, and was making verbal noises behind the door. It would have only taken the twins seconds to reach the locked door and free Sean. They had a conversation of some sorts, and it ended with the mother saying that she felt it would be better if he died. Mommy. And it was at that point that they abandoned him. Instead of saving the boy, the twin sisters decide to do nothing. There's a unusual dynamic between the two of them where up to that point Gloria was probably the more dominant one but once Gretchen made up her mind that it would be better off if Sean was dead that she kind of took charge and did things from there together the twin sisters walk away from Sean's bedroom towards the front door of the house the telephone was originally located near where the fire was originating they had extended the phone away from that area over to the area of the doorway where the conditions were more tolerable and then at some point made the phone call to report the fire. Experts believe they spent the next half an hour standing inside of the front door. They had it open just a tiny bit so they could actually breathe and get air while the fire was consuming the rest of the bedroom and in turn the house. We're going to just say that we couldn't get to them. Before emergency <laughs> services can arrive, Gloria and Gretchen formulate a cover story. Realized there was a Are you with me? Yes. One of the neighbors stated that he could hear the two sisters in the home having a normal conversation without any excitement, uh, never calling for the child, and he was actually waiting for them to come out of this burning home and finally yelled at them to come out. When the twins finally emerge, Gretchen stops in the smoke-filled doorway. Gretchen told the neighbor right after emerging from the home that her child was in there. It takes just minutes for fire and news crews to arrive at the scene. 
my crew and myself felt absolutely empty at looking at this house and knowing there was a little, little somebody inside. And the neighbors were very upset that they couldn't get in and doing anything about it. The smoke was about six inches off the floor when we crawled in and the flames were visible everywhere and the, the smoke and heat was quite intense. Just as we backed out, the front window blew out and the flames started coming out the front of the window. They made two or three attempts to enter that house to save that little guy and they, they were beaten back every time. That house was totally involved and there was nothing anybody was going to be able to do for that child. And I mean, that, that is a sinking, sickening, helpless feeling. When you look at a fire like that, there's nothing you can do. As firefighters extinguish the blaze, the twins' cover story takes hold. The smoke spread within seconds. The twin sisters tried to get to the little boy, but they couldn't. Neighbors gave it their best shot. They were driven back by smoke and flames. But there's something about the sisters' story that just doesn't seem right. One of the neighbors was extremely upset, crying, knowing that the child had perished in the fire, while the mother and aunt themselves seemed relatively unconcerned. People have actually gone back into burning homes for pets and, and been killed in the fire, and, and the two sisters didn't even seem to show that kind of concern. There was that thing in the back of your mind saying, why didn't somebody call sooner? When police and fire investigators arrive, they question the twins and investigate the scene. All the damage within the home was consistent with the fire originating within that room being used by Sean. And I came to the conclusion that the fire was the result of a human act. Jim had talked to Gretchen and Gloria and obtained their first version of what had happened. Gloria gave the uh, same story as her twin sister did. She stated that she didn't know where Sean was. Gloria and Gretchen said that Sean was free in the home. They hollered for him. They looked for him. But he never responded. The twin stories might be consistent, but detectives aren't buying it. The fire scene will never lie to you, but people will. And if people are telling stories that don't correspond with what you're observing at the scene, then they're not being truthful with you. We knew they were being deceptive. But getting these twin sisters to crack will be tougher than it seems. The twins thought they had gotten away with it, but they didn't know what we knew. Sometimes in police work, if you catch a person in a really good lie, it's almost as good as a confession. And it won't be long before Gloria and Gretchen turn on each other. The bond these two twins had appeared unbreakable. But when push came to shove, it shattered like a twig. Twin sisters Gretchen Graham and Gloria Franklin have fled a house fire and let little Sean perish. When the boy died of smoke inhalation, he had climbed in the bathtub because of the flames and the heat, but the smoke inhalation had gotten him. The twins claimed they couldn't save the little boy, but investigators Helgert and Latola aren't buying their story. Chris and I were both concerned that the stories from the twin sisters just weren't fitting the scene. 
But for now, the detectives decide to lay low and give the Franklin family time to grieve. After the fire, the Franklins organized a burial service for Sean. There was so much goodwill in Wolverine Lake as they'd never had a catastrophe like that. They started a fund. They raised about $3,000 to try and rebuild the house for the Franklins and start them on a new life. The neighborhood posture was they're victims of a huge tragedy. And as a result, I just kept hands off for at least a couple of months. And gradually, the twin sisters begin to move on with their lives. Gloria found a new job. She started working the day shift at a nursing home. Gretchen, on the other hand, continued on with her night shift at the diner. Both twins assume they've left their troubles behind, and now they can start their lives anew. I think the twins thought they had gotten away with it. They wanted everybody to believe their story. They knew that we were having problems with their statements fitting the scene, but they didn't know what we knew. What detectives do know does not bode well for the twin sisters. Jim found a slide bolt that proved very key to the course of the investigation. And so that led to eventually taking the slide bolt to a fire department chemist and having him look at it. And he said what was really fairly obvious to us, that it was clearly in the locked position at the time of the fire. So I came to the conclusion that the four-year-old was unable to escape the house because he had been locked into the area of the home where the fire originated. Detectives now question whether Sean's death was an accident or a gruesome homicide. We begin to look at a child abuse case, probably first-degree child abuse, and that then would be the underlying crime that would lead you to a murder charge. I started looking at it in terms of being a homicide. But investigators need more evidence in order to determine the truth. Police officers were looking at a lot of circumstantial evidence, and they knew that they could reinforce all that evidence with a confession. They're certain the twin sisters have something to hide, and they know just how to draw out the real story. Sometimes in police work, if you catch a person in a really good lie, it's almost as good as a confession. Three months after Sean's death, Wolverine Lake detectives pounce. The detective goes into the diner one night while Gretchen is working the night shift and takes her by surprise. And without her protector Gloria there to defend her, Gretchen cracks under pressure. They're putting the bolt on his door. That day, his bolt was on his door. She then acknowledged that Sean, the victim, had been behind the door, which was latched, because he got into things. And they were sleeping, woke up, fire, and had to flee and run out. But Gretchen refuses to take the blame for her son's death. She still remains steadfast that she and Gloria became overwhelmed by the smoke and had to immediately flee the home. Gretchen was still insisting 
there was nothing her or Gloria could have done to save Sean's life. Frustrated by Gretchen's denial, the detectives turned to her twin sister. The next day, I went and found Gloria Franklin at her new employment at a nursing home. She and I sat and talked. He confronted Gloria by saying that, in fact, her twin sister Gretchen had now admitted that Sean had been locked in the bedroom. Realizing that Gretchen has broken their secret pact, Gloria decides she will no longer protect her twin. And she made some pretty significant admissions. They woke up, and yes, there was a fire, and they went to get Sean, but decided on some basis, either verbally or being twins non-verbally, to not call 911 for help, and that they waited in the house for quite a while. And then... Gloria throws her twin sister under the bus. She told me that it would be best for everyone if we left him in the room to die in the fire. Gloria then started blaming Gretchen, saying her twin sister had decided to leave Sean in the room to die as it would be best for everybody. Gloria felt that it was her uh, sister's responsibility as the mother to help the boy escape and that she didn't take any action herself. He was just a little boy. With Gloria's signed confession in hand, Detective Helgert immediately brings twin Gretchen into the police station. Uh, Go back to uh, Gretchen, and she finally makes a complete admission. When you realize what they did and and how cold they were and how uncaring to leave that four-year-old into that burning home and what a horrible death he suffered when all they had to do was reach over and unlock a door. The community of Wolverine Lake is shocked to hear about the murder charges brought against the twins. What kind of a person would do that? Everybody knew these people. And here they're charged with doing this just unimaginable thing. Just nine days after the first interrogation, Gretchen and Gloria are both arrested at the same time. They were charged with initially first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, which under Michigan law is life sentence without parole if you're convicted. And the basis is that they felt that they conspired to kill Gretchen's four-year-old son. At trial... One twin expresses her feelings about this senseless crime. Gloria communicated to me that she felt bad that Sean was gone. She cried about it. I saw remorse in her. And whether it was intentional or unintentional, I know she felt bad about his death. But officials maintain the twins were heartless killers. They may have felt sorry for themselves, but I don't think they felt sorry for Sean when they could hear him and they left him in that burning building. Following the trial, the jury finds Gloria and Gretchen guilty of second-degree murder. And they're each sentenced to identical terms of 8 to 40 years in prison. So I think their sentence was a little bit light for them. Both of them at at one point admitted that they felt that they had murdered Sean. Uh, So they certainly knew the difference between right and wrong. My opinion is they should have gone to prison for the rest of their life. 
You want to play, you got to pay. But if you're going to be letting a kid burn to death deliberately, you're going to go to jail. The two sisters have received their punishment, but one innocent little boy has paid the ultimate price. Poor Sean Graham, he just never had a chance in this world. Being born to a mother like Gretchen and living that awful life, he never stood a chance of anything and he died horribly. I believe evil exists, and if evil exists, these twins certainly found it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.